1: Winter solstice. It's the shortest day of the year. Uh, I don't think we can. Get... What, Kellis? Santa. 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 Or no. Something there's a few almost more as good. Yeah. Something almost as good. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, festive our holiday of this show.
2: Year's festival
1: holiday kitchen party. We don't have an actual name for it this year, do we? Because it's not well, really in the kitchen, no. so we're not calling it the kitchen not really party. a full show. It's like three, two, one. Christmas say show, whatever exactly. name you think it's called. <laughs>
2: It's been fun. Oh, whatever's suitable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one more sleep till that. Next show, this time on AMI TV and a little later on AMI audio, you will catch a very fun festive show of Kelly and Remya. In the meantime, we're here to kick this Thursday show open, and it's gonna be a good one also. Kels, the last theater show you experienced, how recent was it?
2: Uh back in October. Uh Frankenstein. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and you said that was very enjoyable, yeah?
2: Yeah, I'm not a musicals person, but when I found out there was absolutely no singing, no dialogue, it was all music, but had the chance to enjoy audio description from it. It was just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, just straight audio description through the whole thing.
2: For, for us, I mean, for sighted people, it must have been an interesting experience. Um, so I, 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 I take fedoras off of them because for people not used to that. Thinking, was that hey, audio description nice out loud?
1: In. Like not in no,
2: receivers no, and just, headphones? Just, it was wow. in receivers and headphones. But I'm sure people, if sighted people had had headsets, yes. I'm sure it would have even been a different experience that than been. what we get as audio dis-
1: Perfect. I've had a... Um, How about you? Dance. Well, this is not my most theater uh, recent theater experience, but I ha- went to go see a dance performance from Luminato uh, when that was happening in June this year, and there was an hour-long dance performance that obviously we just had full audio description through. That was quite an experience, so I'm imagining Frankenstein yeah. was very similar. But my Same most thing. recent experience was opera. It's called the um, uh, Rocking Horse Winner. And it was an hour long, thank goodness. It was opera, which I'm not a fan of. And where was that at? Was
2: that at Luminato as well?
1: It was not Luminato. It was only about a month ago as well. Same as you, a month and a half ago. And it was happening here at Crow's Theatre. We talk a lot about Crow's Theatre because they're very accessible and have a lot of accessible programming. Not a fan of opera though, and though this wasn't English, this is my second English opera experience, both in the same year. I did not enjoy either of them somebody's got to convince me that opera can be done in an enjoyable way. I just, I'm not sure if it's an accessibility thing or just not my vibe. You know, I'm already not a huge fan of musicals, but um, I had a hard time. So like I said, 60 minutes is all I can digest.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, and it is an acquired taste. I mean... It's always fun if you can follow it, if you like it, but sometimes if you can't keep your attention on it, you're like, what am I doing here? And it phases What is going
1: on? And in the music itself, live music is brilliant, but there's something about Mm -hmm. opera I can't put my finger on. Let's see what's coming up on the Thursday edition of Kelly and Remya. Uh, we're going to talk about a cow that wandered onto a railway in mm. the New Jersey transit system. Mark Phoenix is going to tell us this and other stories on The Buzz. You have a
2: ticket? No. Mm. Today's the winter solstice, and we talk about the history of it with Christine Malick on our Curious Mind segment.
1: We have a special roundtable conversation with Sam Cosentino of Sportsnet. We're going to dive into all things World Juniors and some other questions that we can all get to. Sports or not. This is really interesting, or not okay? Uh oh, yeah, okay. I was trying to <laughs> give my preferences here, but whatever. Um, a tiny chair made out of plywood and wheels is helping some special needs toddlers become more mobile. <laughs>
4: 19-month-old Elijah Jack of New Roads, Louisiana, becomes giddy with excitement when his mom, Crystal,
5: puts him in his mobility chair. His chairs just show him that, like, I could be uh, like other chairs.
4: Elijah was born with no femur bone in one leg and a short femur in the other. But in the tiny chair, he can turn, stop, and steer on his own. Its simple construction is by biomedical students at Tulane University, who are partnering with the nonprofit Make Good. Noam Platt is director.
6: For the students that I work with, I tell them this is just the beginning.
4: Platt says medical insurance usually doesn't cover the cost of a wheelchair for a child unless there's sufficient evidence that the child can use it effectively. Platt says the mobility chairs provide that evidence. I'm Donna Water.
1: Kind of interesting because it feels like um, a bit of a halfway point or, you know, a, a stop gap, if you will, between having a wheelchair and not having a wheelchair, even if you know that your child needs one. Um, also, I think it's just educationally an interesting product, Kels, to work with, uh, just to have people understand what mobility is like for, for certain kids, um, where they can start, you know, kind of like physio or at least the intentions of physio.
2: And I know we're going to hear him happy right at the beginning of the clip. You hear happiness. You're yep. not going to pull him through sounding unhappy or in a bad mood. But it really makes you feel that joy, that that understanding that this gives me something more or I'm, I'm happy being in this, but then you get kind of so frustrated when you hear, well, funding isn't provided for, in other words, we decide that the child's too young. Why would you ever need a chair? And yet we hear the happiness. In that. And I know that yeah. that's not in every circumstance, but, I, you know, I hate it because I get caught up thinking that and frustrated in that as opposed to just celebrating the moment for this child. Mm
1: -hmm. And exactly. And you don't know what that tiny little difference can make to just have access to something like this. After the break, we're going to get into part two with Michael Fair, part two of his finds of 2023. A lot of these are tech, but not all tech. Sometimes it's just great treasures that Mike has found and he wants to share with us. So looking forward to the items he's going to highlight after the break on Kelly and Ramya.
3: Don't miss a minute. Kelly and Ramya will be right back.
1: It's very nice it's a thursday all week we've been in good vibes because you know it's just the last couple of shows before the end of the year so you know what i'm tempted to say all the time i want to say uh swing open the gateway to your weekend but oh, to your new wow. year or to something it's just yeah. stuck in my head i'm oh, trying I've not got to say that it.
2: covered for tomorrow don't you worry about <laughs> yeah. that however i do wonder about the complex we just gave the audience saying well of course you're happy to be off yeah, yeah well, that's work definitely true. Done. Also,
1: both Forget things can be true. Show. We love the shows, uh, and we're excited for the breaks. Okay,
2: come yeah, on. But, but is there? This is the thing. As I told you before, when I when I was a kid and just all fascinated with radio, this was always my favorite time just before Christmas. I'm not a big Christmas person, but it was the music. It was all the special the choirs they'd bring on the radio and stuff back then. Mm-hmm. The live remotes and stuff. That's what made me so love. The broadcast build up to Christmas to true, so it was yeah. always fun. Like what Mike was talking about a couple weeks ago in the CBC, you know, fundraising and the events. Yes. And the thinking,
1: wow, wouldn't
2: that be great to go down there for the sounds?
1: I know people Christmas. get very excited. We want these spirits to continue on. So I love hearing people like you say, I'm "Not a big Christmas person, but thank God for the butt." Let's talk audio entertainment and tech with Mike Fair.
7: Audio entertainment and accessible technology are increasingly important in our lives. I'm Mike Fair, here to help you make the most out of your devices. We'll share tech tips and product reviews. Plus, I'll steer you towards the best accessible games, audio dramas, and podcasts. We'll talk about it all here on Kelly and Ramya.
1: Mike, last week you introduced us to some physical things which impressed you this year. And for the last segment of 2023, you're going to tell us about some old and new digital treasures that you uh, discovered or experienced that you want to share with us. So we ran out of time before we got to the Q clip. Is that what it is? What is this?
7: It, it, it's a hero oh, clip. Hero this clip. Thing, I
1: don't know what yeah, I read.
7: It's, <laughs> <laughs> I, it was one of these things I kept hearing about these when I was investigating which bag to get. Everyone seemed to like them and use them. And I'd never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I I have to know what this is. I don't care if I have a use for it or not. I just have to feel one and see what this <laughs> is. So I I plunked down my 25 bucks. I got a medium hero clip. These things combine a carabiner and a hook on. And they're each at each end of a bar, except they can, the bar is square, and, and the hook you can fold the hook and the carabiner along the bar. And they can turn. Both both ends can sort of turn. So not only can they kind of pivot, but they can rotate. So wow. it can sort of collapse into a very small D-shaped kind of thing. And that is a, a hero clip. And I, I just was like, "Wow, okay, that uh, that scratches that itch." I now know what that is. Right? It would have bugged me had I not uh, <laughs> gotten one and wow. found out. <laughs> you
2: know. So you say twenty five dollars uh, though, Mike. Um, what have you used them for?
7: Yeah, there there are different sizes of these. Uh mine uh is a medium one. It can hold about sixty pounds. Uh I don't I don't go oh, wow. anywhere near that. Uh my bag is maybe 30 at most, at very most. Um, but uh you know it, it will hang you can hang it up on uh, on this uh hook. I have a, the carabiner end around my handle of my bag and I can actually use the carabiner part portion, the curvature of that, to store the strap of my bag in. Rather than detach it, I can shove it, sort of fold it, shove it in that carabiner clip, keep it out of everyone's Mm. way. So that's kind of nice. And then if you had to, you can use the hook to hang your your pack on, say, a watchroom stall Mm. door. If you want to keep it off a messy floor, something like that. Uh, In a camping site, uh, you could hang it up. Uh so these things you yeah, know make pretty good little stocking stuffers I would say you know yeah, you could even hang yeah. stockings from them if you had to. Uh so just a, a really neat little gadget that I had never heard of and uh, yeah. decided to take the plunge on this year. Well Mike
2: you know I run into problems like that with these darn fedoras. Where am I going to hang I don't want to leave this on some floor or no. some chair where <laughs> I'll forget and sit on it. This is the, but yeah. when you were talking about it, it's like what use is what I, the bag number one the, the hat number two even the darn cane you know you don't want to necessarily leave it somewhere yep. it's leaning and suddenly yeah. it's hitting the floor great
7: yeah absolutely yep there are uses for these things
1: <laughs> exactly uh shall we go to digital world tell us who won the apple vis golden apple words
7: yeah we've got a couple of winners so best app Pretty much had to be Be My Eyes. They added Be My AI, which let you use artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and actually query it about the pictures you took. I would be would have been amazed if anything else won this year. That just has been so valuable to so many people uh, at, at no cost to them. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing. So that was that was amazing to see that for best game. Things got a little more uh, dicey. We have a tie. We have Xanagrams, so a brand-new developer, blind gentleman, decided to get into making games. This was his first kick at the can, and it was apparently good and popular enough to win an award. So that's pretty amazing. And it actually tied with Timecrest. This is a more established oh. adventure game. And uh, basically, it puts you uh, in the contact with a wizard whose world is ending, and you basically are communicating through your phone to this wizard, and have to wait for things to happen as he goes off and does, you know, what what uh, you you sort of tell him that maybe he should, and uh, it, you don't have kind of full control, but you have enough that you're really invested in the story. So it uh, it got a, a lot of additions this year, so people are pretty pleased with it still.
2: That's interesting, isn't it? Because you can almost play that one just in time, in real time, and wait to see what happens. Well, I guess you are playing it. Exactly. But it's just that kind of fun thing to keep people engaged enough. Um, Mike, there's another one that you came across. This other one called Conjuring. What's that?
7: This is interesting. It's the very first roguelike deck building game, or one of the first that's ever been made accessible with the Apple Unity plugin. This is a plugin that Apple created to make it possible to make Unity apps. Unity is a very popular uh, development system that app developers use, but it, it wasn't very accessible traditionally. So Apple has put some effort into changing that. And this is one of the results. It's basically a game where you're in a forest, you have to go through five floors of the forest. And you are battling against monsters uh, with cards. You have a hand of cards. You start with five. You can draw cards from your deck. You can find new things, weapons, creatures, all these things that the cards represent. And you can then do battle against these opponents who can attack you and rob you of your health and your coins. Uh, there are gems to collect. There are characters to unlock. Uh, it's, there are over 250 cards. You're never going to play the same thing twice uh, it's it's a really addictive experience. It sounds much like more it. Than I would have thought. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah, lot of fun. Here. It's about give me my $3. coins, but leave
2: take my health.
7: Yeah, it, it's and you just pay <laughs> the one time three ninety nine, and you you get a, a wonderful game that's just good for hours and hours of play.
1: Nice. Uh, how many levels do you know?
7: Well, this is the thing. I've I've gone. I've survived through three forests uh, just about that doesn't Uh, sound i got killed by the boss of of the (laughs) the third forest um each if you survive you get to keep your cards and go on to the next thing okay but i don't know whether it goes on indefinitely until you just get defeated or whether there's an end i have yet to discover that
1: yeah all right good luck catch up in 2024
7: about that uh what's in the (laughs) the
1: 2023 (laughs) good cheer bundle from story bundle
7: Yeah, this this is one of my favorite things. When these people launch a bundle, Story Bundle is a great little system where you can go, you can buy a bundle of books that are thematically connected that hits the bundle. And uh, they have a basic bundle, which is the first, uh, in this case, it's the first four books. And uh, if you pay over $5, you get these, uh, and this is in U.S. pricing, um, you get these uh, books uh, that are, Collections of Christmas short stories, basically, and from a bunch of different authors. Kristen mm. Catherine Rush uh, creates the bundle, and uh, there's a charity. Uh, the bundle you give to uh, uh, Tiny Tots uh, uh, for, for uh, Toys for Tots. That's the charity, uh, which is a U.S. charity, so uh, they help kids get, uh, you know, needy kids get things for Christmas, uh, so they don't feel quite so left out. Um, so it's it, the authors. You get these books, and they're it's DRM free. So you can basically uh, just download and onto use Voice Dream Reader. You can use the Books app. If you download it, they're in EPUB. Um, you can also get them, sometimes they're in other formats, like PDF or, or Kindle, uh, but they're pretty much always in EPUB, and those work well uh, for uh, Voice Dream Reader and, and the Books app, among others. So it's very accessible and, wow. and DRM-free. They're, they're trusting you not to wow. give them away. So that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's a nice thing. And I hope most people, and I'm sure most people do honor that kind of thing because they're so appreciative to have it and it sounds fun. Um, what Christmas related audio, what dramas do you recommend for us this year?
7: Yeah, we've got a couple of new ones from Audible. Uh, one of them is A Christmas Eve 1914. I'm amazed this one got past me because it's been around since 2014. Basically, uh, it's, it's an anniversary uh, of the 1914 Christmas. Of World War One, where there was a truce that happened between the German and American right. uh, British Allied soldiers, pretty much all across mm-hmm. Europe, apparently. Kind of the, the one age. we
2: re- we hear about for the Red Baron.
7: Right, y- That's yeah, what we that, famously that know of- it is, right? exactly and and they stop they stop fighting for one night and you hear the the this really well produced recreation of that about you know what it was like from the british side to experience this you know and think they might be under attack as they see these people advance and then realize oh they're holding christmas trees right? and yeah it's fascinating really well produced it's uh, 449 uh f- for that drama for members and might be a little higher for non members but not much it's available also in the uh, Audible Plus catalog. So if you, mm. if you are a subscriber, you can just grab this and listen to it for free. The other one they have is a bit newer. The second season of Mistletoe Murders. I have yet to hear this uh, drama, but it sounds really awesome. I've heard the trailer of the second season. First season is three episodes of a podcast podcast. That you can get, uh, that, that's just called Mistletoe Murders. And then the second season, it's it's an audio book, so you get this three hour and forty eight minute uh, audio book of the second season, which is further adventures in this town where this lady Emily uh, is a kind of uh, has some sort of past that she wants to keep secret, and she owns a Christmas shop in this little town. And right when the holidays come around, there t- tend to be murders. So she has to solve the murders and keep her secrets. And uh, yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Colby Smolders is, is the actor in it. And uh, the uh, writer of this screen, uh, Canadian screenwriter, Ken Kiripus, uh, I think, I probably totally butchered um, uh And uh, he's a Canadian screenwriter and actor. So this sounds like it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. The trailer uh, really sounded good. So, uh, and Colby's Colby's Sp- Colby is, uh, Emily, uh, the lead character and she's the most, uh, people will have heard her in when you met, uh, when I met your mother, mm. uh, if, if you're familiar with that show. So yep, yep. that is uh, awesome from audible.
1: Mike, we want to, I mean, obviously there's not a shortage of audio dramas to get to, but ultimate recommendation from you, your all time favorite Christmas audio drama.
7: The ultimate one for me is Box of Delights by Big Finish. It is no holds barred, the most high-budget thing I think I've ever heard. They have Derek Jacobi in it, famous actors. Uh, they have It's basically a kid's adventure, but sort of goes deep into themes of coming-of-age, exploration, that kind of thing, finding oneself, heroism. Uh, all kinds of stuff and this this uh, k harker is a kid heads home from school joins us up with his friends for the holidays and gets wrapped up in this adventure having to match with with this gang of british uh, magicians who are trying to destroy christmas and in order to gain this box of delights that uh, can tra- help you travel through time and do all kinds of things so it's it's a really heartwarming neat adventure uh and even if you if you're not a believer in christmas I, th- I think you'd be hard-pressed not to enjoy it it's about five mm. hours of audio and then you get another hour of bonus content really really massive no holds barred wonderful audio drama it's ex- it's you know, more expensive it is big finish here so yeah uh, we're looking at yeah. 67 dollars yeah. for the box set uh but this is something i've listened to pretty much almost every year since i've gotten it it's it's just it's amazing it's a wonderful piece i of like audio the title drama.
2: Kind of like yeah. me because it's that kind of title, like box Del- uh, that you know with Christmas and everything like that. And like yeah. you say, w- whether you believe is- into yeah. Christmas, it's all wonderful. Mm.
1: You did do an in-depth was- review of this uh, at some point. On yes, the
7: show. yeah, I did. I did uh, back on uh, yeah when we were still Kelly and the company. Yes, I, yeah. I reviewed that when it came out, and and yeah, that was absolute wonderful way to uh, wonderful thing to have right before Christmas. Something like that. It's uh, it's just it's a real treasure.
1: Lovely. Mike, thank you so much for everything this year. You know, week to week, mm-hmm. you bring in so much great content in audio entertainment, tech, gaming, pretty much all the above. So appreciate your contributions. Have a good break. We'll catch you in the new year.
7: Absolutely. Happy holidays to both of you. Looking forward to hearing the party tomorrow. That's oh, gonna to be thank fun. Thank you.
1: It is gonna be fun. Thanks, Michael and if mike says it it's definitely going to be fun mike fair who joins us on thursdays for audio entertainment and tech and then bi-weekly we get into what in the world with grant hardy uh one of the stories he wants to talk about is tesla trying to use a free speech argument to defeat a complaint about uh it falsely advertising autonomous vehicle systems autopilot Uh oh we'll be right back with that possible
3: no Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Rumia return with more in a moment.
1: It's Kelly and Rumia Thanks for joining us. Kelly McDonald, Remya Umadon holding down the fort here. Now, Kels, remind me again. Okay, you think that... Gotcha. Lease... Police- Fleeces? I knew it. I mean, yeah, but I need the clarification. So you think they're okay. closest to hoodies compared so to what?
2: Here, a jacket? Well, no. I think fleeces are fleeces, and a hoodie is a fleece with a hood on it. But but they're not exactly the but same. They, Some they pullovers, have right? Hood? Yeah, exactly. No, but they still. I said close to. They're not a hoodie. Because but a hoodie a hood. is a hoodie because a it has a hood. But a winter coat with a hood isn't yeah. a hoodie either. No right? A That's hoodie fair. is a hoodie, we know, but it's just is like all, uh, I mean, obviously, it's is the material. Uh, yeah, but they're not sweaters either, but they could be Aren't made of the same all? material, and a hoodie could be made of the same material. A I feel is. like
1: a hoodie is a type of sweater.
2: Isn't well, it? Oh, but they're all made of the same material. I don't consider a hoodie a sweater, but I would I say a fleece may be closer to, to a sweater more poles. Than, than a hoodie is.
1: More poles for the but control room staff. Is a hoodie a never sweater? Never
2: mind your poll nonsense. <laughs> I love it's it. all of opinion. No. Pole, in all fairness, it's an irony. individual thing. Mm. Right.
1: All right, we'll see. But I'll look, keep you posted on the poll.
2: A, a hood
1: is, is what makes a hoodie. a hoodie. It's in the name.
2: No, no but that's like then saying a winter coat is a hoodie. It isn't. No, what? Even though no. it has a hood. Nobody's saying and it that. had hoods it before has a, hood. a winter, before hoodies even existed. Hoodies are just something hoodies that people uses to cover themselves up when they're stealing. Anyway, bio. let's go on to something else. <laughs>
8: what? Uh, let's welcome in no. Grant Hardy
2: for what in the world now that I said that, thieves
6: do you want to know about the craziest stories news has to offer look no further than what in the world with myself grant hardy where i explore the most preposterous comical and mind-boggling stories from all across the globe
2: hello mr hardy how are you happy thursday folks
1: Hello, happy
2: Thursday. I were wear uh, pullovers,
6: fleeces, hoodies, whatever you want to call winter them.
1: Winter coats apparently all of it. I'm not I'm not
6: a huge winter coat person, but I love sweaters oh, and hoodies yeah. and yeah, yeah, the more sweaters I have the the better.
1: So they're all sweaters. Rest my case. No, they're not.
2: He never said that. He never said that. Yeah, <laughs> that's he just like. Did. when you? That's like just because. Of, oh yeah, Kelly's grouping them all I, together. No, uh, I'm not. I love
1: A B C I D said, all sweaters. I
2: are closer. You just want hoodies to be something separate because you wear them.
1: No, I'm saying that's they're all cool. sweaters. That's my argument. They're not
2: all sweaters. So your hoodies are a sweater? <laughs> yeah,
1: they're all part of the <laughs> yeah, sweater and family. Fleeces and fleeces are sweaters. A sweater? Oh, for I don't know. I got to find no. out what a fleece
2: is. Oh, fleece is. No. That's like saying. Is? Well, you might as well include shirts no in, oh in god let's too. get into
1: this is the what in the world pre what the one what in the world yeah. I, yeah. you guys this don't need me
2: like, wow <laughs> we need you wow, to settle Muthan. this argument oh i'm <laughs> just one other thing on this subject zip up hoodies yeah are they still class as hoodies or pullovers
1: no of course they're hoodies it's got a hood thank you
2: thank you
6: all right mr hardy nice, do you want to start nice certainly in a better nice save though i thought you were gonna say zip it up and yeah yeah me like, oh, yeah. like, oh, too no zip up sweaters.
1: Oh, i was ready oh, to get no. angry and defensive oh thanks no,
2: okay. hr is still working you can't say those things <laughs> yes yeah exactly well,
6: maybe maybe
2: they might be like marketing and on vacation
6: <laughs> um <laughs> folks we're starting out with a story from the us of a a pair of Thieves argued that they should receive lighter sentences because the items they stole from a coal store were on sale. Uh, This was in uh, Colorado and they ended up being convicted of the higher charge, which uh, uh, was like a felony. Uh, They... The thieves apparently were nicknamed the KitchenAid Mixer Crew by Cole's employees <laughs> because they targeted the pricey kitchen appliances. They probably just needed, you know, stuff for the kitchen. Uh, they went they, for the expensive uh, stuff. Yes, exactly. The items they stole retailed for $4.99, although they were currently on sale for three fifty, dollars which is why the thieves argue they should get a lesser charge. I read this, and I, th- I think it was pretty ironclad alibi, don't you think? I mean, you can't mm-hmm. just say... Ah, uh, well, you only stole things that were worth three fifty, but you know sometimes we charge a higher price. Like what? No, I'm I'm on the side of the thieves on this one. I think. Yeah,
2: and the thieves probably all wore hoodies too, so no one would catch them. Right?
1: <laughs> it's pretty unbelievable that
2: that's usually that's, that's usual apparel for a thieves, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, what okay. a follow up <laughs> to your statement. I, guess.
6: <laughs> I think what I was course. like. I, I was ahead, three years old and i tried to to take like a cassette tape that didn't belong to me i slipped it like under my shirt or whatever and i didn't realize In that everyone hoodie. could see the huge bulge <laughs> and they're like yeah your hoodie. you're not you're not uh, no <laughs> and ever since then i'm like okay i learned my lesson now it's
1: they have so these funny, like right? connected pockets right it's not two separate pockets either you could just that's right. You know, like it collects in the it middle. It reads and hold
2: your hands yeah. and the cassette tape. But yeah. just
1: No, that's my hands. I'm keeping my hands warm.
2: Oh, take yeah, them out exactly. of there. You got square fingers over there. Come on, <laughs> let's see. Grant and his cassette and his hoodie are just reaching right on through. I'm cuddling myself. I'm cold. Ah, yeah, there you go. Why didn't I think of that as a three-year-old? It's funny ain't uh, how you think, and it's not <laughs> has nothing to do with being low vision or blind. No one will see this, you know. Like it's not. No one will even see me tiptoe out because I can't see them. You know, those exactly. are some of the that's things we'd too. like to tell kids. You know? There was quite no. a
1: bit of time where I, I felt like if I can't see you, you can't see me. Yeah, that's only fair. Come on. yeah I'm here, like we can, memorable see, the cake. We can times, see that piece know? of
2: cake you stole that's floating in the air and you think we know it's not just there by itself
1: yeah the crumbs on your face that's a whole different story
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. those could be seen well, all
6: right Brad. i'm lucky because i learned not to have sticky fingers at a young young age Our, uh, i think <laughs> we, better be- <laughs> we better move Wiping on we better move on before off. hr <laughs> contacts me um Fan fiction can be great and oftentimes flies under the radar. Uh, Not so much for one person, though. A US-based author named Demetrius Polychron published what he described as the pitch-perfect Lord of the Rings follow-up in 2022. It was called The Fellowship of the King, and he planned for his book to be a seven-part series uh, inspired by the franchise. May have flown under the radar. Unfortunately, though, the following April, Polychron attempted to sue the Tolkien estate and, <laughs> and Amazon over the spin-off TV series that they were creating called The Rings of Power, which he claimed infringed his copyright no. on his book. And this is truly
1: a highlight What in the world.
6: Get out. Right? <laughs> Unfortunately for him, a California court not only dismissed the case uh after the judge ruled that his text was in fact infringing on amazon's prequel uh but <laughs> the uh, state ended up fall- filing a request and got a permanent injunction where all of his fan fiction books had to be destroyed so oh, no. it did not
8: work out too well for him.
1: oh he lost a um, lot trying to sue lot. them who would have thought wow. um I always wonder about the representation around this stuff. Like, if you're hiring a lawyer, like could you even find a lawyer who'd be like, yeah, really? I guess. Let's <laughs> I'll take this on. This. this is ridiculous. Let's just make
2: sure the state is paying your, law- your lawyer bills,
1: I'm not saying, you.
8: Like, if you had, um,
1: what do we call it here, legal aid, right? Like, where you can yeah. get access your to free representation. Or you on pro bono, right? Pro bono. I mean, you would do it for the... Just for the fun of it, I guess. Well, the
2: but, notability yeah. and maybe the publicity, except when you lost, and said,
1: Oh, yeah, you're the guy that represented that guy that lost. You're terrible. Okay, yeah, that's embarrassing. But you do lose money, though. Oh, yeah. I, I you yeah. have to oh, be the yeah. one taking this at a serious level, but you lose this a lot of money really trying to do this. That's ridiculous. Oh,
6: yeah. I after I the whole feel- franchise. I feel like maybe if I was a lawyer and I was about to retire, I just wanted to have some fun or whatever. I'd be like, oh, what the heck? You know, let's take on Amazon. Yeah. But well, other let's than see that, what it just... happens. I might, be lo- I might we'll end see up being happens. lord of the failures, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But aside from that, it just seems like an incredibly stupid thing to do. Yeah. It's
1: unreal. Yeah. Like, and then now he lost his fan fiction and all that, which was separate, right? It was separate. Or was yeah. that part of the,
6: yeah. uh, it was, cool. it was, it was essentially in retaliation. So he his claim was denied, and then the uh, their estate sort of learned about his fan fiction, and they filed to have a permanent injunction, injunction against uh, him. I suspect that if that yeah. hadn't
1: happened, yeah. his might have left safe. it
6: alone. Right, it would have been left alone,
2: right? It would have yes. just been viewed as that. Pretty brutal. Kind of like doing takeoffs on stuff like that, and they just, ha, 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 as long as you're not mm-hmm. trying to pass anything off on. Well, how dare you sue us? Right. we tolerated you this long you fly go away
1: it's just unreal that people would actually do this and go after gigantic production companies and be like i'm with, with a team of lawyers so angry yeah well you know, make the headlines at least
6: right? don't know how to call it or stupidity uh all right um <laughs> uh, we have talked about Tesla so often. I was trying to figure out if we've talked about this before, uh, but Tesla has, I guess, been basically falsely advertising their autopilot abilities. They've said, you know, you can just get go outside, get in the car, it'll take you anywhere. But in fact, that's not really true in the sense that you are supposed to supervise it. But now they're trying to use a couple of interesting arguments to try and uh, get out of false advertising charges. The first argument Mm. they're using is the free speech argument uh, and the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. So they're essentially saying they should be uh, allowed to falsely advertise because otherwise it violates their free speech. The other um, argument that they're using is uh, essentially that uh, we took too long to bring the charges so i thought that was kind of interesting they're essentially arguing that with freedom of speech they should be allowed to say whatever they want <laughs> and you know if you're going to bring charges against us you better bring them quickly uh the U- mm. u.s is National there an Highway...
1: expiration on time like better bring them quickly for charges i don't understand how that could even be a yeah, thing I don't know. Mm-hmm. well you've allowed I it to go
2: on this long so but we have with the world being flat too we've allowed that <laughs> to go on so long it must be true
1: <laughs> but grant i'm a little
2: confused because i'll be honest <laughs> i have never heard uh, uh, the claim like that my claim the claims i've heard is this is what they're developing to be the you know to make a, a, a driverless vehicle in the meanwhile they have features that allow less navigation and responsibility yeah. uh, to a driver. I've not heard so, this, get in this car and you it'll drive you home. You know, I've, so the,
8: I, this, I find it I hard. Have the- I
6: have the exact quote here. Hang on a second. Uh, So in the company's website in 2021, 2022, uh, one such marketing statement, they said, the system is designed to be able to conduct short and long distance trips with no action required by the person in the driver's seat. So I think that the argument essentially is, like, having to (laughs) supervise it is an action, like you do you do need to be awake and paying attention it's like a a short trip
2: from the beginning of your driveway to the garage door or through it maybe Mm -hmm. like like i can't even imagine how you would i mean down the road yeah okay sorry that's the wrong term to use in the years to come (laughs) as opposed to down the road but again we also have to deal with the fact that there are so many cases of people who have climbed in the back seat, and you don't know if they've read this, or if they just oh, yeah, honestly right. get the vehicle, yeah, 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 here's my money, give me the car, give me the car, oh, yeah, but sir, you
1: do realize, oh, give, me, yeah, the car, give me the car, give me the car. You read that, and your yeah. instinct, your first reaction, without the fine print or whatever, clarification, or knowledge is pack that pack nobody needs to sit in the driver's seat. Uh. Yeah, and then that's the problem in our society,
2: where you have to protect us from ourselves, because... Generally, most people know that technology just doesn't exist. But now they're trying
1: exist. to get away with that kind of yeah, copy.
6: I, I'm I'm a big believer that advertising. I know this isn't the world we live in, but I'm a believer that advertising should be on completely honest, yep. and you should honest. be able to believe yeah. everything that's read in an ad.
2: Yeah, and certainly not misleading or false. Grant, that's for mm-hmm. sure.
6: Uh, no, you're it's, running. It's
1: wild.
2: You're running our quiz tomorrow. As we uh, start don't hour you. two of tomorrow's show, Mr. Hardy, looking forward to all your Christmas fun and, and contestants in oh, I'm, uh, the quiz. I
6: don't know if I believe
2: that because you got out of our quiz again. Yeah, I know. I don't yeah, know why well, he's the I, one bringing it to... up
1: when he's the one who's uh,
2: ditched. Oh, I'm just promoting it. That's part of my uh-huh. job. I won't oh, be listening. Kidding. But anyway.
1: We could have made a part of his job guys. to show up to the quiz. <laughs> I'll be into
2: my uh, spiked eggnog or whatever you think, right? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Just just have fun with that. Uh, Grant, thanks a lot, Cheers. Thank you. What in the world? Led today by Grant Hardy, of course, as he comes to us every two weeks on the program with it.
1: I guess we're going to keep up with the theme of what in the world uh, because there's a cow that wandered onto a railway and disrupted a transit system or the transit system in New Jersey. We're going to find out more about that with Mark Phoenix on The Buzz. We'll be right back.
3: Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv.
1: Bethany got this from the internet. Oh, Beth. Sorry, she's going to yell at me about that now. Um, The hoodies and sweaters are completely different outfit options. The significant difference between these two is that a sweater is knitted, whereas a hoodie comes with a hood, and the material used in it is mostly cotton. Mhm. So, are cardigans types of sweaters, even the new ones, think, without zips? I think
2: they're closer to the sweaters, I think.
1: Yes, but I always that found a hoodie sure was part of the of. sweater category. Now I need to know. Hmm. Okay. I need to know yeah, more.
2: Thanks, Beth. Appreciate that. That's interesting.
1: They're all sweaters. It's, See? The, it's it's a family. Up. I think of sweaters as a family. And all of these other... It's very specific. So is that the way t shirts are like t-shirts mean, are
2: part of the shirt family meaning long sleeve <laughs> They're all tops. No.
1: No, of course but, not. But, no, no, but, but I are kind of think that like I agree there. Long sleeve dress shirts. But
2: I also agree with what Beth said they're the polos. hoodies and the material. I that, that yeah, is a Yeah, the point. Yeah. Too, the material too, is what, what I sig- sig- find cuz I have hoodies, but the material is, is right. what More signifies
1: this speci- specific kind of sweater.
2: Totally different, right?
1: You're just going to mm-hmm. have to put hyphens between Hoodie dash no, no, sweater. No, stop.
2: Stop trying to put everything in the same family. It, it is it, not. It is.
1: It's a family. My
2: fleeces and sweaters, okay, I'll say I'll agree there may be closer than I thought hoodies and fleeces might be. Okay.
1: Good. We're all there coming to... We're, oh, we're compromising. We're, getting getting to we're to I'm glad
2: understanding. I'm glad you're understanding we're, how we're wrong you are. We're in such festive moods. Really
1: no, let's you move are. on. It's Kelly and Remya. Right. Let's bring on Mark Careful Phoenix the in your stocking. for the buzz. Wednesdays, Thursdays, Friday. Usually it would be Bill joining us. Mark's been filling in for a bit. Mark Phoenix... What do you have in store other than joining in this hoodie sweater
2: argument? No, no, he's not going to get into that. Are you? Yeah, I I don't have the time.
0: I wish I could with my long sleeve shirt, but uh, we got to get cracking here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're we're starting this trip on the rails in Poland. This is a story from 404 Media, and this is one I wanted to get to yesterday. This is a wild story uh, where a hacker group called Dragon Sector helped a regional rail company in southwest Poland unbrick a train that had been artificially rendered inoperable by the train's manufacturer after an independent maintenance company worked on it. The train's manufacturer is now threatening to sue the hackers who were hired by the repair company to fix it. They're also uh, trying to sue the uh, railway to immediately pull the trains from service because they've been hacked, quote, unquote, and thus might be unsafe. Uh, right. In this case, the manufacturer, New AG, manufactured a family of trains, which the Lower Silesian Railway purchased about 11 of. Uh, they hired an independent repair, uh, rail repair company to do mandatory maintenance. And for whatever reason, the trains just wouldn't restart. Uh, in the, uh, eventually, four trains were affected by this. Uh, it was actually starting to get noticed in that you know these trains were out of service. They couldn't run. People couldn't get anywhere. The repair, co- the repair company, uh, in desperation, searched for Polish hackers and came up with this group called Dragon Sector. They looked at one of the trains and discovered that not only was there a system in there to cause the trains to not start up if they detected, you know, parts that have a certain serial number, something called parts pairing. It's something you find in high-end uh, John Deere tractors now. Um, a lot of, you know, computer components are starting to have this issue where you... Put in a third-party part, it won't start up. Right, Well, They're this company, to de- it. Yeah, well, this company decided to do this to trains. Uh, not only that, in two of the trains, they found GPS trackers with coordinates for the workshops of competing repair companies. Now, the company denies all of this, even though the hackers released voluminous documentation and videos about what they found inside the trains, as well as video of them managing to get one of the trains restarted. They figured out a secret code that you could enter at the control panel to boot the train back up. So oh, they managed wow. to get these trains back on the rails. They're, as far yep. as I know, they're back yep. in service, and the manufacturer, now, now with a lot of egg on their face, uh, would like to wipe the entire thing from existence, <laughs> suing everyone involved to try to deny that they put anything to uh, brick the trains, as the term goes, that is, turn it into a useless brick that just sits there, <laughs> um, that they put anything in there to detect man uh um, independent workshops uh it's apparently all defamation they're suing everyone involved and i'm sure this is going to look real I good for it. any other uh, train <laughs> for any other um uh, company that wants to purchase trains in the near future this i'm sure it's a really <sighs> good selling you know
2: it's like a government hiring mercenaries to go out and get rid of someone it's like jailbreak hiring these people really to jailbreak iphone like iphones you know apple saying look we're having trouble with the iphone go in there and break into these stuff. tell us what's going on what we've done to no, make no. this problem you know it's mm-hmm. it's really bizarre but um yeah i guess you would want all the stuff off of it i just love this poor practice of hey how come the gps says this is incredible and you know mark it's so funny because it's like See, hackers are sitting there. See, it's not like we don't always do bad. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. And that's what we turn to, hackers to solve the problem. And we've heard this before.
0: Absolutely. And, I mean, it, it, oh. this business of things like parts pairing and making it difficult to repair, you know, important machi- uh, mm-hmm. infrastructural machinery. Yeah. I mentioned the John Deere tractors. That company has been blasted for um trying to keep people from fixing their own tractors to the point where people have gone and jailbroken their tractors. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it's... and
2: again, we talked about when Apple, when you had to, you know, the proprietary of the of the parts and stuff and them opening the door for people to be able to do some stuff if they had the means to be able to do it with parts. Um, we've talked about that. But when you see a company saying, well, no, we don't want you to because we want you to come to us. I That was my first original question to you. Why are you using this other third-party um, repair service. Aren't these things still warranted or what? But I don't know that. I don't know how old the trains were at the time of, I know they're obviously not 50, 50 years old or 40 years old or anything like that, but it's an interesting, why would you go that route? Why wouldn't you be calling out the warranty? Um, because obviously you're talking such high tech equipment and such expensive equipment.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, this is apparently the independent repair company. They've repaired many trains before, um, and it's not something you would expect to encounter. Like you figure oh. this, you know, huge vehicle, mm. you're going to be able to go in, you know, fix parts. And, and you know, as long as it meets the spec, it'll run. Except yeah. in this case, the manufacturer made it so that it just won't start up if you don't go through, I guess, their approved facilities. There are legal battles about this kind of thing coming all around yes. the world. Yeah,
8: uh, yeah. So yeah. keep in mind because it's
2: crazy. Absolutely. I'm anxious to see it, we do something about it. I mean, I understand if you're sitting there saying due to safety, things are being hacked into where you may have to have certain levels of security for that, but not where you're just trying to make money and saying, no, you got to come to us so we can charge you five times what a third party would.
0: Exactly. And uh, speaking of trains, keeping things on the rails for a moment, a story from NBC New York where a loose, oh, a part of my ongoing, you know, series on animals and places they really shouldn't (laughs) be. A loose bull on the tracks at Newark Penn Station wreaked some havoc for New Jersey transit riders last Thursday morning, prompting delays and chaos as crews worked to corral the animal. The bovine bedlam broke up before 11 a.m. when the bull escaped closer to Newark International Airport, then ran up to the train station. It wasn't immediately clear how the Bull seen running along one of the tracks got loose, but video showed it running up and down tracks at the station as stunned onlookers watched with, you know, some bewilderment. After it's gone through Penn Station, the bull went back down toward the airport. Police <laughs> caught up with it behind a building uh, down the track oh. from the station. Uh, apparently, they were able to cor- corral the bull inside a fenced lot. A local animal sanctuary uh, came to retrieve and take care of the young bull. No injuries were reported. Wow. No
2: one Can got, you imagine I that, guess that person no one got has gourd. had a few? That's right. Wow, maybe bored, but not bored. Can you imagine somebody who's had a few drinks <laughs> heading home and seeing that run through Penn Station? Oh, my gosh. Really, man, I've really had too much.
1: <laughs> a lot of hallucinating. <laughs> I mean, you know... I guess it's not really um, normal for New Jersey, but I told you guys, right, when I was visiting Sri Lanka, there's like a neighborhood cow that just walks around, comes around for food, and it's so normal that you would just run into things like cows on the street and in your yeah backyards. Yeah.
2: Here, it, here it's deer right? Like we Is have the it? troubles of deer coming into town and stuff. We have the turkeys that used to do it, the wild turkeys out on Riverside Drive. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. Had, we had the crossing for them and That's stuff. That's what like I was that. thinking of more but the crossings because sure, it's so normalized, deer. like the
1: ducks and the geese.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah. definitely here in London, we have had our deer roam through all sorts of where you'd stop and say, what the, heck? a deer. Yeah. It's crazy.
8: Yeah.
0: I think I've mentioned before we've seen uh, moose crossing roads not too mm-hmm. far from where we live. There are actually uh, warning billboards along the Trans-Canada yes. Highway informing you to you know stay aware, especially at night, for moose crossing the highway. Because
2: if it's your vehicle versus a two-ton moose,
0: oh, you're both goodness. going to lose.
8: <laughs>
2: it's not yeah, going and, to go. And well. I remember that, Mark, 15 years ago at least. It was about that, I think. They had a huge problem with moose out in newfoundland like just yeah there was just so many car moose incidents it, it was just it was a hazard to go out and go out of town and even in absolutely
0: town. let's do something a little less um maybe a little less destructive now a little less dangerous certainly this is from the guard this is from the guardian uh where microsoft excel is officially an e-sport uh the uh, microsoft excel championships were recently held in las vegas oh, nevada God. where i an actuary from Sydney, Australia, 36-year-old Andrew Nye, took home the championship. It's I think it's a second champ- championship, actually. In each round, eight players are given a big pile of data plus a set of instructions. Contestants need to create formulas and subsets to process the data, working against the clock to solve stages of the case and earn bonus points. Every seven and a half minutes, the lowest scorer is eliminated. Uh, when he's not inputting cell values on a stage in Vegas, Nye is a senior actuary in Central Sydney. He says he is quote "not bad unquote at maths, by which he means he came top in the state of New South Wales in his year 12 exams. Uh, since graduating, he was uh, where he was awarded a, deg- a degree in actuarial studies. He has used Excel every day for work. He has the nickname "The Annihilator. Oh my. Yeah, uh, and he self-describes as not bad. <laughs> yeah,
2: not bad. <laughs> uh,
1: he's started I love competing
2: that. in the. Now go ahead, Kelly. Oh, I was just going to say, sounds like a comic strip character, doesn't it? Absolutely.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. That hey, the nerds taking over, man.
1: Truly, <laughs> really? yeah. I mean, we talked about chess a so while well back too. This is a good yes, one. Yes, we did. DC mm-hmm. Comics
2: man,
0: Annihilator. Well, he, like he, the Annihilator. He he started Punishers, competing. Pal. He started competing in the Excel Championships in 2018, won the title in 2019. Uh, Since then, the game has evolved. Microsoft, uh, on its Instagram, posted, You didn't just succeed. You excelled. (laughs) All right.
2: That's the
0: cell. That's the the
8: cell right there. Notice
1: I I said that. That's the cell. Yeah, yeah. That was good also. Good job, Kelly. Um, The thing is they should stop calling it games, though. I think competition is okay, but game? Mm. Mm. Sounds like false advertising uh, to
2: me. Yeah, I kind of think so, too. I
0: think uh, life is a game, is it not? uh, The game of life, pal. Maybe. There we go. They do say that, too. Yeah. Mm, That's right.
1: Particularly, yeah. Mark, thank you. You'll be back tomorrow. you're
0: welcome. Yes, one more time. Glad to be here. One
1: more time. Looking forward to it. Mark Phoenix yes. joining us on The Buzz. Friday is the last buzz of the year. And uh, also, we have a second hour of the show. What's coming up in that second hour? We have a special edition of the weekly roundtable with Sam right Cosmetino. And Sam is from Sportsnet. We're going to jump into World Juniors and some know. other sports. Also, we have a conversation about the history of winter solstice with Christine Malik on Curious Minds. But up next, we're cooking with Mary Mammoliti, and she's going to tell us about quick and easy meals to make during the break between Christmas and New Year's. Be right back.
3: Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv.
1: always nice when you make it to hour two of a show. Yeah, that is a slight dig at this morning's um, non-hour two of Now with Dave Brown. But, you know, we're always keeping our fingers crossed with technology. <laughs> Sorry, Eliza. Um, but anyways, it's not their fault. It's the internet. We can't blame anybody. But just saying, we made it to hour two, and now I'm knocking on wood so we can make it through the rest of the show. Kelly and for being here.
2: Well, on Thursdays, folks, we get cooking with
1: Mary Mammalini
2: of cookingconfession.com
1: here with a handful of goodies from my
4: kitchen including food trends cooking tips and of
2: course and new year's and we're going to talk about this a little bit later on on the round table too related to sports but right now what's in our head is you know life seems to slow down we all take that collective ah, deep breath of time and relax and everything's just kind of ah mary's here to talk about and share with us Everything you need to know about this week of rest and recharge, including, Mayor, how to spend it. Now, uh, This is awesome.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is that magical time of year when everything just eases into like a slow pace, giving us the perfect excuse to embrace some well-deserved downtime, if I do say so myself, right? Like, it's oh. it's a chance for many of us to kick back, do absolutely nothing. And like you said, recharge. We're recharging our batteries before we dive into another year.
2: Mm. And for so many people, they do so much on that buildup, getting gifts, getting the house decorated, getting the family, all the invites, feeding all the people, unwrapping all the presents, cleaning Mm -hmm. everything up. And they need that time. So, Mary, what, what was it? What is this week called? Is there an actual official name for this week? And what are some fun ways to spend it?
4: Okay, so we don't really have a name in Canada for this week between Christmas and New Year's Eve, but in Norway, I did some digging, this week Uh. is called Room Yule, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. In Mm. Norway, Room Yule is a tranquil time of the year when families get together undisturbed by the outside world. I just had to say it that right wow. by tradition it's the season for baking building gingerbread houses only to be smashed and eaten <laughs> by new year's day
1: right? oh so wow by it. new year's day by new year's day overindulge wow that's why you don't right? let the other the world in exactly. because you got to finish your own gingerbread houses it's way I, too I, distracting I like that's right. no, no shares
2: no <laughs> no <That's> right. <laughs> and, and i like the beginning of the name room again so it indicates inside I don't know if it's That's spelled it. the same, though. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. oh yeah. we can imagine. It's actually spelled R-O-M-J-U-L.
1: Ah, Rumuel. Oh, okay. Close enough, Rumuel. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah.
4: But I've also heard of this week being called Twixmas, which originates from the, the, the old candy? English word.
2: Oh, like, I was thinking of saying well, two Twixmas. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's actually from the old English word betwixt, right? It just, it simply means between. So it's that week oh, between okay. the two. Yeah. Um. Me personally, I call it the week to get cozy on the couch with a hot chocolate, blanket, catch up on those Christmas TV specials that you missed, or even binge watch some of my favorite shows. I mean, a few I mean, that Twix I've been bars. binge watching. And Twix bars, yes, definitely one Twix bar, one or two. Yep. Or even get that family packs a Twix bar. Yeah, and no toss your in hot here. chocolate. Yourself, into that's whatever. right. You that's it. like that
2: for yourself? From yeah. the family pack? Yeah, oh, of
4: course. Yeah. Of course, use it as a stir spoon if you're stirring your coffee or your hot chocolate <laughs> or something. Okay. We're
1: going to be so right? sick in the new year. Um... <laughs> well, you'll
2: be happy. You got all those vacation days. You can start right away mm, right to the
1: first. Don't go here. <laughs> right? Don't. We're trying
2: to
4: be peaceful and tranquil. <laughs> but while you're eating those Twix, enjoy maybe some programming. Right, Maybe catch up on AMI TV programming or AMI Plus, like Dish with Mary. Oh, what, I, what?
8: There. Uh, I
2: was just going to say, you Dish know, there's that plug. Dish with Mary.
8: Right.
4: <laughs> the kitchen Confession or, pod. Mm-hmm. something or some of the ones that i've been watching on disney plus i think are uh, on only murders in the building fraser fraser i loved it when it was on air uh in the past and i love the reboot they have it on paramount plus based on a true story on w network are there any that either of you are catching up on
1: oh i would like to i'm in the middle of brooklyn Nine Nine, which i've mentioned a bunch on the show already uh it's my technically my second time watching it but first time i was mindlessly watching it uh, so this is going to be my holiday because every year you remember right like what that holiday mm-hmm. represented what show you were watching if you were watching shows and for me yeah. it's going to be definitely a brooklyn Nine end of 2023
2: so good mm. I always look for replacements to things like my 70s, 80s stuff. Just finished uh, kind of slowly going through Starsky and Hutch. So now I always look for something else like Kojak or something like that. I I started, oh, oh, I never was a fan before, but I might start watching a few of those. Mm. Um, I'm still slow about the culture of binging. I might, binging to me is, oh, Last week, one day I watched two episodes of something. Oh, you're binging it?
1: Okay, wow. Yeah, and then three weeks later, I watched
2: another three. Mm. You know, it's that's kind of the way I do it, Mayor. But I, I am sort of thinking, hey, this is kind of fun to be able to have stuff like that. But I totally yeah. understand that week between because. I'll be honest, did stuff like that when I was a kid. It was all about how much of one thing you could sit back and do without anyone saying, we gotta go to school.
1: Shut up. Yeah, no. Oh, God. (laughs) Just I would pull all-nighters every day of the break and then just Posted yeah. on See, the last.
2: There, there. If I were a gamer, yeah, I'd be lost Oh, so man. bad. Uh,
1: but you know, it's really not about the shows or the staying up all night or the video gaming, mm-hmm. Mary. It's about what we're eating. So, what's our mm-hmm. go-to meal for minimum effort but maximum flavor during what did we call it Twixmas? Twixmas. Yep.
4: So for me, this is the time: cook up something comforting. I mean, I know we always indulge in the winter, do comforting meals, but honestly, this is the perfect week. So it's a great time. Use up those leftovers during this week. One, one idea is make your favorite creamy or cheesy sauce, add some leftover turkey, some rotini pasta, or any type of pasta, even if it's elbow, anything that has like little crevices or little, cur- you know, turns and twists that the sauce will kind of stick to, leftover vegetables, put that in a pan, bake it up with some extra cheese on top. Oh my gosh, Um, so good. So good. Another one, elevate your eggs. So if you have eggs, tuck shredded roast. If you have leftover roast or veggies, tuck that into an omelet. Make some quiches, frittatas. They're always good. Eggs are a lot of fun because you can mix so many things with it. Um, Even if you have leftover dinner rolls. So this one here, one of my favorites, you cut them in half, minimal effort, Mm -hmm. open-faced, on a baking sheet. Layer some chicken, some bacon, some avocado, yes. some lettuce, tomatoes. Put some cheese on top of that because, of course, we can never have enough cheese.
2: Enough cheese. And then
4: under the broiler, guys. Under the broiler for a minute oh, or yeah. so, not even. You just want all that to
2: really melt down, nice. It's a beautiful melt. It's like a great little melt you're making there. Yeah, yeah Put some roast yeah.
1: beast on it. Oh. oh, my gosh. It's like a, a half a slider slash smoked half meat? a um, yeah. oh. bruschetta. Oh, oh so smoked good. meat. Yeah. yeah. So
4: good. Mm -hmm. Deluxe Club, we'll call it. Yep. So good. Oh, I like that. It's so wonderful
2: and so easy. But it's sort of the other things that you said one would maybe argue that, well, it takes a little bit more time. But what do you got between Christmas and New A time to have that thing spoil yourself? Um, Mary, how about treating yourself to that day of relaxation and digital detox? What do you suggest? And, Mary, I've got to believe there'll be food involved.
4: There is always food involved whenever it's with me. We all, Somehow food makes it into everything. Um, so what I suggest, pour yourself a homemade chai tea. And the reason why I suggest that is because the warm spices of this tea, they're soothing, relaxing, and it pairs beautifully with whatever cookies you have left over from the holidays. Honestly, just spend an entire day offline. Schedule a day without screens. That even includes avoiding email, social media, You don't want any of that happening. I mean, and not only will you let your eyes rest um, from a lot of the blue light or even just strain itself that we've had over the holidays, you might just find that you don't need to keep up with every news alert or social media notification as it happens, right? So how to do this, turn your phone on do not disturb, or you want to put it to airplane mode if you're real serious about unplugging, do this just as soon as you wake up. But it can be helpful, we want to alert friends and family that you're doing this because you don't want to get them worried and notify them in advance in case they try to contact you. But if mm-hmm. for some reason there are people in your life that they might need to get a hold of you in case of an emergency, you can always program their numbers to bypass that do not disturb mode on your phone. And that should do it. Yep.
1: I like this. Unplug from
4: everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can bypass the people who absolutely need to get a hold of you, but I like this in general because it it means we're being serious about the relaxation around the break. Uh, yeah. What about. Absolutely. And
2: you don't stress. And you don't stress about yeah, it. You're not supposed you know to. If somebody needs to get to you, they will.
1: What? But even um, hearing those notifications, you're hearing that dinging all the time. Oh, yeah. No, it's like the phone addiction thing, right? I mean, who knows how yeah. many of us will actually be de stressed by this exercise because we might think, oh, God, unplugging is <laughs> not working out. Um, but what about people who can't sit still for too long and need to keep busy, Mary? Any ideas for us? I mean, them. absolutely. I've got three ways. I was just
4: going to
2: say. Us. I was going to say. I don't think that includes any of us. I think it's those other four people out there bouncing around.
1: I'm about to unplug today. Okay, yeah, go on. Yeah, I'm horrible at unplugging, um,
4: but I can definitely give you three ways to use this time to keep you busy, but not overwhelm you. So try something new, or revisit that hobby that you picked up maybe with mid three midway through the year didn't continue it for whatever reason, you know, maybe try that sourdough starter that you've been putting off. Not that I'm talking about myself, but that's a great way to describe it right now for me. Um, Or a knitting kit that's maybe hanging around somewhere around your home, crochet, something. Taking another stab at a project that it might help you approach it with new enthusiasm. So something that you started before, you try it again today, who knows? You may end up, you know, continuing it, loving it. It may stick. If not, and it's definitely something that is not for you, and you realize that the hobby really isn't this, this this one is not for you, you can figure out how to donate the materials and tools, and then make room for the right hobby that works for you. Two, read a book. So whether you've been diligently working through a stack of books all year long, or you're behind on the books that you keep buying, which is me again, um, you can use this town time catch up on at least one book here's a way to stick to it invite a friend or friends to join in and plan to come together at the end of the week to discuss it so if this trial run works you may just be inspired to keep the trend going yeah. throughout the entire year right last one deep clean i know it sounds like it's very stressful let start slow deep oh, to your space. My favorite
8: your-
1: one
2: Put right? the jazz on. Go crazy. Yeah,
1: and it's exactly. that, like final year end, you know, onto the new year of sentimentality. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And
4: then again, like we, said, you know, for me, when your home is clean, what is a clean space, clean mind, right? Yeah. Tackle a junk drawer, t- Um, maybe a closet that you've been just, you know, putting off that you haven't had a chance to go to. A clean, organized environment, it can significantly improve focus, productivity, and when your surroundings are clutter-free, our brains can better process information, and they concentrate more on the task at hand. Here, here. I love it. Thanks, Mayor.
2: Absolutely fantastic. The best of the season. Thank Mayor. you.
4: Happy holidays, and honestly, I want to wish you all a happy new year filled with smiles and endless possibilities.
1: Thank you. Wow. You too.
2: Merry, Mayor. I, mean, I didn't did practice little that little line joy. at all. <laughs> well, it came out really well. It almost sounded sincere. No, a I mean it was very promo. sincere. Yeah, and. <laughs> Mary, the lady who will enjoy the week between Christmas and the New Year's, whatever you call Christmas. it, also the host. If you uh, want to, I think I may uh, send you her... guys
4: updates. Oh,
2: of th- me on the couch surfing
1: one day. But I'm unplugging. <laughs> I may not get them. Just
2: yeah, but you'll get them there in the go. New Year. You'll see what she did. She'll give you ideas for yours next year betwixt, betwixt. Um, Mary Mamalini, of course, the the host of Dish with Mary. Also, you can find her recipes and discussions on kitchenconfession.com and look for the Kitchen Confession podcast on your favorite podcast platform.
1: After the break, we're talking about the history of the winter solstice with uh, Christine Malik because she comes on for Curious Minds once a month, and this is definitely something I'm curious about. We'll be right back with that on Kelly and Ramya.
3: Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner.
1: It's Kelly and Ramia, and we're getting through Hour 2 of the show. It's time for a monthly contribution that we look forward to called Curious Minds, and it's with Christine Malik.
5: I'm Christine Malik, and this is Curious Minds, our dive into arts, culture, and science from a blindness perspective.
1: I'm sure AI is going to make its appearance on this segment somewhere or another, but really the focus of the conversation today is the winter solstice.
5: Now, why do you say that about it? I'm just going to say, it's not, like
2: you are, it's not like you or Chris are addicted to it. Like, no. come on. No, no,
5: no, no. 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 Heaven, heavens, no. Um, but oh, no, today we are going to talk about for heaven's sake, We are going to talk about over by solstice. AI. No, no, no. As you'll see, it's becoming a tool, not mm-hmm. just an obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the, today is the actual winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. So I thought we'd break that down a little bit uh, scientifically, culturally, and talk about what what it means. And um, so the technical... You know definition of the solstice is when either of the poles reaches the furthest its most its maximum distance from the sun because of the tilt of the earth um at some point which happens to be usually december 21st and june 21st one of the poles gets to be the furthest from the sun and um uh, i i sometimes get three-dimensional demonstrations of this every you know five years or so somebody does one on for about three days i understand it perfectly and then it's kind of <laughs> gone but um it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> the earth tilts and so this happens um and what it means so today in the northern hemisphere it's the winter solstice so at 10 27 p.m precisely the south pole uh will be uh the north pole will be pointing the furthest away from the sun and so after today today is the shortest day which means the the least amount of daylight like between the sunrise and sunset mm-hmm. um and the longest night. But what this does mean is after today, even though it doesn't feel like it, it's going to start yep. getting lighter. So each day, there'll be a little more sunlight. So even though it's going to get colder, uh, it's the day when, after which, uh, the uh, we, we start getting more sunlight. We start Thank goodness. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yes. From now till March 21st, I'm like, let's get it on. Bring so, it on! <laughs> um, this isn't You'll know a this modern... This isn't a modern discovery <laughs> or idea, is it, Chris?
5: No, no, it's really not, and we know this because of a Neolithic monuments like Stonehenge, for example. They're oriented so that on the winter and summer solstice, uh, light travels in a really specific way through the stones and lands in a really specific spots, and so it's pretty seems pretty indisputable that the people who designed Stonehenge which is you know 5000 years old mm. they knew that this was this was a thing and there's monuments in Asia also where it's clear that the solstice is being recognized and so you know you kind of ask well why is this why would this matter to an ancient culture and there's uh, a few reasons but some of the practical reasons are that if you live in a subsistence culture it's a really good idea to keep track Of how time's going by in the cold Mm -hmm. weather because you're relying on stored food, for example. So you need to be keeping track of where you are on the calendar so that you can ration what you have to last you uh, through the cold months. And then it becomes also a thing about planting and um, keeping keeping track. Yeah, keeping track of of the natural cycles
2: yeah and and obviously figuring that out, knowing knowing when you're to plant when you're to harvest, and how much time is so important, let alone um positioning and 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 that in this sense and keeping track of hey that that same amount of time, a year or whatever you they called it has gone by, so for fun, you found some photos
3: right,
5: right, and so here's where, after three months of of me obsessing about a i on this segment, I'm going to use it just as a tool to do the work, and so i I thought. When people do presentations, it's common to show some photos and I can do that now because what I did was I know. So here's here's even five
2: years ago, you would have never thought that as possible because people still had to do slides, whatever. But to be able to know, pick and choose and know this is this one, this is I'm using this, not this. Awesome. a year
5: ago six months ago right That's so right. here's That's a it. here's a tip um I went to the web if especially as a blind person you get a lot of voiceover feedback and so you've probably heard the phrase get the images or if your screen reader mushes it up oh. oh. and <laughs> stick get but get the images is images, it almost it's sounds like yeah. <laughs>
8: Yeah. Yes, get you the thought it. Was images. Ge- I thought it was See? Getty. Images Getty first I thought it was
5: Getty Lee's side Shut hustle or something. Up. I know, I know, I know. Chris. So the the thing is you can go to their website and the images are links. So you can just download it. You know it says what it is, it's got mm-hmm. a caption, and you download the image, then you feed it through AI. So that's what I did. So I used AI as a tool to get some images of uh solstice and so i this is a great tool the the only drawback is you don't as a blind person you don't know what quality of image you're getting and so right um, these images they may not look stellar uh uh stunning but um ai was perfectly uh you know perfectly happy to describe them mm. and so uh i picked a few options and so if we can listen to the first photo uh, show the first photo and the description that would be great okay
9: The picture captures a night scene with three individuals in unique costumes that appear to be part of a parade or celebration. The person in the foreground is dressed in a white, glowing outfit with lights embedded within the fabric, creating a radiant effect. They are wearing a white cap and have their face painted white, with their head tilted back and arms outstretched in a dramatic pose. To the left, there's another individual wearing an orange reflective costume, holding a large, round red balloon with a dragon design on it this person is partially obscured by the glowing figure in the front in the background there is a third person wearing a crown with small lights resembling a halo and a white outfit the less illuminated than the first person's the setting seems to be outdoors at night with trees faintly visible in the dark background the overall atmosphere is festive and mysterious
5: So that was Hmm. from a solstice celebration in Vancouver, Hmm. Uh, and you you know you wouldn't necessarily know that by looking at the photo, but uh, but that's where it came from. That is
2: that's really cool, and I like the way it was described, ladies. We've talked about how does description go. That's almost the way that, in my head, I can consume the, the the primary and the first. Part of it, the white, and then the orange, mm-hmm. the person's dress, and then that background. And I can understand when you get the last comment, it's kind of that, was it, mysterious? Is that how the description <laughs> was? Right. You know, yeah. it's kind of, well, yeah, because it's a little gloomier. I
1: like that. Mm-hmm. Also the comparisons, right? Like the first outfit was obviously very lit, bright.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And m- in the foreground to, the to be seen. Yeah, the yes. orange. Oh, cool.
5: Want to get to a second one? Yeah. So this next one is actually from Stonehenge. Uh, It's 2020, 2012. It's current. It's definitely within, you know, the last 10 years or so. So we can have a a look and a listen at that.
9: The picture shows a group of people gathered at Stonehenge during what appears to be a nighttime ceremony or event. The focus is on a few individuals in the center who are dressed in ceremonial or ritualistic attire, including white robes and headpieces that suggest a druidic or pagan influence. One person is holding a staff and another is wearing a headdress with horns. The crowd surrounding them is diverse, with some people wearing casual modern clothing and others in more eclectic or costume-like outfits. There is a bright light source, possibly a camera flash, illuminating the central figures against the dark sky and the ancient stones of Stonehenge in the background.
5: That was awesome. the thing there is like, trippy. I know it's groovy, right? And you think, is this a movie image? But it's yeah. not. It's just people doing their groovy pagan... celebration.
2: It's almost like celebration, right? Yeah. Well, it, it is. is a celebration. It's
5: Totally yeah. celebration. Yeah. So I love to. Wow. I've I've heard that the that you know people were still celebrating in the pagan way at, at old monuments, mm. but I've never had an image described, and so. There but also,
1: was... if you're not into it, you're there anyway with
5: your casual clothing. Sure. That's wild. just uh, oh. checking it out. So I have one more image, which is oh. from a solstice celebration in Fujian, China, in uh, 2023. So why don't we check that out?
9: The picture shows a woman dressed in traditional Chinese attire. She is wearing a vibrant red robe with intricate blue and gold embroidery. On her head, she has an elaborate headdress that is predominantly blue with gold accents and adorned with beads and patterns. The headdress has wing-like extensions on the sides and is quite ornate. She is holding around traditional Chinese fan that matches her outfit, with similar embroidery and colors. The background is blurred, but appears to be a natural setting with greenery.
1: I like this one.
5: And there you are. There mm. you are. Really nice. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so Chris, I'm I curious. love this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No,
5: I just love that. Uh, I can use images now in a, a reasonably yeah. a reasonable way as a, a blind person presenting stuff. Well, I can pull what up does it images tell and us? use them.
2: Right. It's so that image helps us understand so much. Especially I really like the Stonehenge one. It it's gave me an idea, like you said, what you've heard about celebrating and Oh yeah. And we just pass it off. Oh yeah, they celebrate. They jump around, lots of people get together. But to get an idea what people are wearing or what they're doing, it's phenomenal. Um, why do you spend time thinking a bit about the solstice?
5: Um, there's so many holidays that happen at this time of year. Hanukkah, yeah. Kwanzaa, Christmas, uh, Diwali was earlier, and solstice. And it's not a coincidence. There's reasons why we mm. want to celebrate at the darkest time of the year. And for mm-hmm. me, religions, you know, they come and go. You can subscribe or not subscribe, but the solstice is science. Like, it's just fact. Um, it's just the thing. It's when the pole. And so if I want, as an... Ag- just personally speaking, as an agnostic, if I want a holiday that... Um, speaks to me in a way that makes sense to me Mm. as an empirical person uh it's solstice and i'm not dead to the fun of festivity like gosh knows i've eaten lots of sweets already and just spent time with friends and i will be doing all the things but um for me i think solstice and, and the meaning the cultural meaning of it is about sort of the turn of the year like letting go and welcoming in yeah. more light and so and about hope right there's new light coming we can be hopeful and that's what christmas is about too and hanukkah and all the holidays they all have that thing in common where it's the dark time of the year and we get together as humans and we hang out together and we find hope that peace and prosperity will will come because the turn of the year happens every year whether you pay attention or not right. and so for me that's right that's where the solstice has
2: this has is where it value. begins for you that 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 Climb back up, and hey, this is right. the celebration of what done, done, whatever people want to say. I'm on this lower side of the hill, or I'm a, but I, it's going into a new year. It's climbing back up and getting back up.
1: I do appreciate and the so the sharing, like that. You know, you kind of pull out what winter solstice is, and then do the comparison with everything else we're celebrating or acknowledging this time of year, anyway. And it really does all feel very thematic
5: totally totally and it, that's why these holidays go back so far is yeah. that yeah, humans yeah. just get together to help each other through dark times that's just mm. well, really and corny, it's interesting. But that's what we do right
2: yeah but it's interesting too because at this time of the year as you say we're at our darkest time but other parts of the world on the other side it's the it's us it's it's us in June
5: Right. So on the 21st in June, I'll be talking about the summer solstice and we <laughs> yeah, can talk about exactly. summer solstice images and it's a totally different vibe. Yeah. And hopefully, and, we all... and,
2: and you wonder about that vibe in Australia and so on right now, right? Right. And hopefully that falls on well, the
1: third center. Thursday of the month and then
5: we would be set. Right. I got to look that up. I'll <laughs> yeah. see what I can do. Me too.
2: <laughs> He'll get right on. Christine will start making the arrangements now. Right. Now, just a moment you bet. here. I'm
5: going to shift the calendar <laughs> gradually a few minutes each day so that the third That's Thursday right. in June is the 21st. Just I'll keep get us back posted. To you.
2: You'll do so, that, right. that okay. while Remy is looking for it to get brighter and brighter each day, every second. It, it'll like work. If meant
5: it'll, second everyone earlier? will get, Come get what on. they want. Starting Chris, tomorrow. these
1: segments with you are so fun, so informative. Thank you so much Yay. for all the curious minds. We'll catch you Thank in you. the next year. Thank you. Happy holidays to everyone. You too. Thanks, Chris. Christine Malik joins us for Curious Minds, and this is a monthly segment we have with her on the third Thursday of the month, so look forward to it in 2024. After the break, it's time for the weekly roundtable. Sam Cosentino of Sportsnet is joining us to talk about juniors, world juniors, sorry. I'm already getting my sports mixed up. Uh, we'll be back with that.
3: It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute.
1: Welcome back. It's Kelly and Rumia. Remember that you can check us out live on AMI-tv. If you're listening now, it's 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. On AMI-audio at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and the eight-hour repeats after that. And, of course, if you prefer to listen anytime, anywhere, and at any speed, you can go to your favorite podcast platform and search for Kelly and Rumia. The Full Show pod has a vanity card at the end, and we have segmented out Sections for you of the show so that you can share the content with whomever you'd like. Kelly McDonald and Remy Amethyst.
2: Remy provides our vanity card today on the full podcast experience. It's time for the weekly roundtable. Let's bring on our guest. Isn't it convenient that we have a roundtable?
9: Well, it's actually it oval. Just saying. The
2: blind guy feels it now, goes, <laughs> I, say, I guess it is oval. Kind of oval a lot of fun. we enjoy doing the round table when we um, visit with a guest. we invite someone to join Rummy and I and we've over the last couple of years we try to find a different format sometimes. We've even had Santa Claus show up here. And earlier today I have to say one of the topics kind of that I'm going to go in a first direction with in a moment we, we we chatted a little bit about so we'll get to that in a sec. First this is a, a bunch of items uh facilitated by myself open conversation on a variety of different subjects today we're featuring the world juniors so who better to bring in as we like to do at this time of the year uh our guest sportsnet sports hockey analyst sam cosentino cause
10: welcome back how are you great to be back i'm doing well thanks happy holidays
1: happy holidays yeah, man.
2: keeping uh keeping busy we're sure at this time of the year so i I was saying uh, just a moment ago, Sam, we were talking earlier in the show, of course, about food, something we always do, and one of the big traditions of the World Juniors starts between Christmas and Halloween, but I got to ask, in a real wonderful world where you can settle back, enjoy the Juniors, I mean, there isn't that many things that we can say run that are staples here in Canada, but the Juniors is one of those events that we can take in between Christmas and New Year's, so I'm kind of curious, what's the food that you would settle back with and watch uh, and eat? Do you change that food when it comes to something different like the juniors versus maybe another tournament you'd watch such as March Madness later in the year, Sam?
10: Chili is is usually my Uh go-to, but I think World Juniors... like The the right answer, Sam.
1: (laughs) Kelly, do you mind describing your facial expression for that answer?
2: Oh, Sam's chili is just, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I always tell everyone I love the smell of chili. I love everything in chili. I can't figure out how come I don't like it together.
1: Sam, you have no idea what you have <laughs> opened up here. It's amazing. Thank you. But that's wow. also
10: that's also right. the You, you probably don't Bowl like food. the aftermath, Kelly, let's be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing, right? It just lingers, lives on in that scent. Oh, my God. Uh, do you have a favorite chili, then, that you would, and, and would that be different between Christmas and New Year's um, versus March Madness?
10: Well, between Christmas and New Year's, like Philly cheesesteak with a salad would be mm. kind of the thing I'm I'd be I'd be looking at. A Philly cheesesteak with a salad and the salad after the Philly cheesesteak just to settle things down a little bit. So that that's how wow. I might go at it a bit differently.
2: Mm. Uh, Amuthan, if you were into tournaments, would you I have a different say. food during... Do between do I have a hypothetical Christmas? food? Um, well, I'll say binge-watching. Well, let's pretend binge-watching something. Is there a difference between Christmas and New Year's or later in the year? Other other times? Other of the times year?
1: Of the year? I don't think so. I, I just think of nah. easy kind of finger foods, right? Like yeah, nachos I think and wings so too. and...
2: Wings are good at any time, right? Or and, like and loaded any, fries, which I would
1: never eat otherwise, you know, like putin kind of things, but, right. you know, other stuff.
2: Um... Sam, do you do a breakfast? Since let's for example this tournament, a lot of the games are like going to be in the morning. You're going to have to watch everything in yeah. the morning pretty well. So, when you're binge watching or, or not binge watching, excuse me, eating, is it just the breakfast or will you actually have snacks in the morning?
10: No, I won't do the snacks. The breakfast will be good. The kids are uh,
8: like oatmeal,
10: like cereal, egos, or we do Ooh. like breakfast sandwiches where Little fried egg, little cheese, little that's bacon good. or ham or pea mm. bacon, all together with an English muffin, that's or a bagel. I
1: like that.
2: I, uh, I yeah, I'm no thinking of having that stuff that.
10: throughout the morning.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing, right? You can't have. Well, you're certainly not going to have like the, a lot of sweets at nine in the morning or something like that, or, yeah. or wings or anything like that. I know, but could you do egg or waffles? Maybe you eat more than that. Maybe Fancy. you have them a little bit. Have a table with those little things, but then they get cold.
1: You could do chicken yeah. and waffles.
2: Oh, no, I don't like that. I wouldn't do that one, but you're right. Ellie. Really? Yeah, I
10: don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why that's a thing. Because uh, it's good. a
1: bit of the savory oh. with the waffle and the maple but, syrup. But I find like it's guys. just
10: dry, dry. No. People just, oh, it's
1: Englaze just like, it.
2: no, no. They don't even do the chicken well. Chicken or the egg. Wow. You got to go with the eggs and waffles. Yeah. That's good. That's too. right. Which one was first, man? Which one was first? <laughs> uh, Sam, <Yeah. laughs> how does this Canadian team stack up when it comes to our juniors this year?
10: It's going to be tough. Two-time uh, defending champs right now. Halifax, I thought they were really good. I mean, we were all blessed uh, with being able to see Connor Bedard, uh, Shane Wright, Anna Fantelli, and a host of others, uh, obviously. But this is this team's going to have a, a drastically different look. Owen Beck is the only guy who returns. And even Beck uh, didn't start with the group last year. He was called in once uh, Colton Dock got injured. Uh, and you. he came, didn't play in any of the preliminary games. So He's the only guy who resembles a returnee from last year's group. The goaltending, I, I love the intercompetition that's happening with the goaltending, but I'm not quite certain just how how strong it's going to be. Not a ton of experience there. I like the D that Canada has. And the forward group, especially down the middle, is really good. You know, like Matthew Poitra being returned from Boston is huge. Fraser Minton who went back to junior, you know, after a small stint with the with the Toronto Maple Leafs, he comes back. You have back there down the middle of the ice, and you have you know the n- number one's uh, next n- number one pick next year, Mac Celebrini. So, you know, that's going to be a real strength for for their club for sure. Um, but this is going to look a little bit more like a like a Stanley Cup team that has four lines of depth as opposed to a championship team that's going to. You know really kind of beat you up with with one or two solid lines it's it's going to look a little different than it has in years past
2: is there a player that you're most excited to see play for Canada but also throughout the tournament that if we are kind of saying ah you know it's not grabbing me this year who should we look for
10: well Macklin Celebrini is the guy I mean he's going to be the first overall pick in, in the draft he plays in the College of Boston University. He's had a marvelous year to date so far, with 25 points in, in 15 games. Um, and in the games that were here, um, where I live um, in the Oakville area, um, against U Sports, he was really, really good. Uh, which were essentially the games used to to make the team and to make the cuts for for Team Canada. He was he was fantastic. So, he'd be a guy that I think could can grab this tournament. Uh, you know by the by the hair and and really kind of really do some some interesting things so i'll I'll be really paying attention to him for sure and of course you know being a draft guy that's uh, additional intrigue to to what he's doing representing our country
2: i'll come back to juniors in a sec rum if you were interested in getting into a tournament you have friends that say hey we're gonna go watch the and i'm gonna just throw it out there that it might be soccer it might even be goalball the the blind sport that we know so much and and that um, how would you feel you would like somebody to introduce you to a sport where it's either not overwhelming, annoying, or you're just feeling like like, like I'm so left out here, I don't get it?
1: actually, it, this is um, kind of like a relatable question for me because obviously, I don't go to see a lot of sports in person. And so, uh, for example, when the blind hockey tournament, came to toronto this year i went and checked it out for the first time it was super fun but yeah sitting with a friend who knows the sport number one is key um and just the understanding that this person may or may not have an idea of what the sport is right like in reference to other sports if you have reference to other sports then it could be easier to explain certain rules and as you go but yeah I guess it's not as annoying as concerts or not concerts but like theater shows if you're talking and whispering and shouting and stuff because it's very chill at <laughs> games but yeah you got to be able to just explain as things happen and then if you add the accessibility side of it too um maybe you don't even know who scored what happened who's playing for what team I have no idea what that whistle means you know what i mean
2: yeah, sometimes in person, that's the big problem, right? That's where you really lose it if, yeah. if, if you're watching oh, it's it It's way harder in person
1: than on TV or Yeah, radio. it's
2: really hard to learn those rules and stuff and things like that. Uh, Sam, I know we speak so much about this tournament and there are so many people that like to go watch it, but if you were trying to explain a tournament or or thinking what is something that would grab somebody, would it be this? Is this the one? Or I go back and keep quoting, whoa, maybe March Madness. That's so overwhelming. I think a tournament like this if you wanted to introduce to something to someone this is a great one
10: it's good because it's it's nationality based so right. if you're a, you know if you're born in switzerland and you live in canada if you're born in germany you live in canada you have german roots or you know swedish roots finnish roots that that sort of thing and you're and you're living in canada you could can still gravitate toward it and cheer for your country for your nation Um, You know, if you're Canadian, obviously you take pride in it because Canada's had a lot of success. The U.S. has a great rivalry with Canada in this event. So there's a number of ways in which you can take root to this tournament. So, you know, if you're an NHL uh, fan, then you can pay attention to the top prospects that your team has drafted because several of them will play in this event. So that's why this event kind of has a cool appeal to it because you can cheer for a nation if you know really not a whole lot about the players that are participating you cheer for a nation and that's cool everyone likes to cheer for their nation you see it in soccer all the time if yeah you know being an nhl fan uh, hey detroit's got a bunch of great prospects playing in this tournament what's the future of our hockey club look like you can gravitate towards that meaning you would watch multiple games because their prospects are, th- are spread out through a number of teams so i think that's uh you know those two things for me would be would be hooks to uh you know, to kind of gravitate towards. Incredible points.
2: Uh, you know, like, uh, and I've seen that so much when people do, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going for, for, for Germany, or I'm, I'm going for Holland, or whatever it might be in, in soccer. Uh, what team should, should we be playing close attention to?
10: The Swedes are going to be really good. The Americans will be really good. Those are the two teams that I would have as my favorites right now. Um, and then... You know, obviously Canada for, for obvious reasons, uh, but those would be the two teams um, moving moving forward that I think would be favorites.
2: With it being in Sweden, um, this is the first time the tournament's been outside of Canada since the pandemic. It, it seems nice, very nice to see it hit the international ice away from North America. Uh, but do you think it's going to hurt it? Here, especially as you say with the canadian team just not you know not moving the needle at the moment uh, until we see them uh, we usually get a lot more hype before it starts
10: i think kelly the main thing is you know like if you watch it once you're probably going to be hooked but the, the game times are going to be a little bit different for people you know with with a lot of it being in the morning being was was six or seven hours time zone difference so that that always creates a challenge, as it does in the Olympics and with any other international event that your country is participating in, when the tournament is not held in in your country or at least a, a country close to it. So that that's going to be the major challenge, I think. If you you know if you're looking to gravitate towards it, you, typically you think, all right, six o'clock at night, dinner's finished, I'm still on holidays, it's going to chill out on the couch and and watch a game, uh, which you can do, but it, with the game times being a little bit different and, and a lot of them based in the morning. That, that does create some challenges for sure. Yeah.
2: Sam, what are you doing nowadays? Where, where, where should we look for your stuff?
10: Wednesday night hockey is a staple of mine on, on Sportsnet. Uh, that's a, a national show every week. And then usually a Thursday or Friday this week, it's Thursday and Friday, uh, Hockey Central. Uh, NHL draft coverage can be seen in the written form on Sportsnet.ca or once a month, second week uh, of the month. On uh, Wednesday night, hockey has a, a portion there, and then sometimes in the booth. Which uh, my next game will be towards the end of the year, uh, an Ottawa game. So uh, yeah, you know, a bunch of different places that uh, I'm working these days. Same yeah. company, I, different I mean, places.
2: Yeah, that's the thing, and which is nice. I have so much to do. Nice to still be, you know, working when we see so much going on in our industry out there. But mm-hmm. uh, what, what what do you do? You find going traveling a little bit nice, or is that kind of wore off now
8: uh,
10: i'm older now i have you know i have a family here at home so that the luster of that is worn off it's not as easy as it used to be that's for sure uh but still getting to see other parts of the country is uh, is always nice and you know from from a pure work perspective getting into some of those markets when you're going to be talking about those markets on a regular basis is is also key so i appreciate that element of it for sure
8: yeah
2: this is wonderful. We always appreciate your time when you come on here and kick things around mm-hmm. with us. And Otak, we'll appreciate being able to fit you in on our, our round table today. And any other food I, uh, item for the World Juniors?
10: Mm, well, I guess you can go to like Ikea and get the Swedish meatballs.
1: Oh, my gosh, Yeah,
8: oh, There you go. <laughs> there is, you go. I didn't even think about that one. World
10: Juniors in
2: Sweden. Oh, I wonder how they'd be on, like, something with egg. You know, you mix your morning and that—that that might be a little too much, right? That might be a little too sweet. And uh, I don't know, 80. but every time it's I make
1: those, I eat like enough. fifty. They're so good. Yeah,
10: put some hot there sauce on. There the you go, We we I think we got you hooked now.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, on to sports or into Swedish meatballs? No, juniors
10: at least or at least eating. <laughs> no, Swedish <laughs> like meatballs. Like eating, eating. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Didn't need product.
1: any help with that one, Sam.
10: <laughs> <laughs> we we work on you once a once a year with this.
8: Okay? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Thanks.
2: Some sometimes somebody's gonna come into your world that makes you watch. A period of a juniors game anyway we'll just wait to see if that happens right (laughs) sam the best of the season to you and the family you guys take care thanks as usual for making time
10: happy holidays Remy. happy
2: holidays cal take care take care man sam cosentino from sportsnet hockey analyst you see him all over saying that lots of work there that that he does there is great fantastic work and always so knowledgeable we always love having him on here to talk juniors at this time of the Mm. year Uh, who knows the stuff better
8: I might watch some of the
1: Christmas
2: basketball games. You never know. On Christmas Day? Yeah, I might. might. The the only this year is the NFL sneaking in there, too. Oh,
1: I don't care about that.
2: How cruel. I know. You (laughs) won't watch that, but the basketball might be Basketball's always fun.
1: Yeah, my brother's always turning that stuff on, so. Anyway, there's hope. Uh, Let's take a break. When we come back, we have our... Uh, now with a brown teaser for you that's the friday edition of the show on TV. also we've got some fun strange gift stories that people have received over christmas in the past it's going to be really a, a laugh we'll be right back
3: it's fun insightful and inclusive kelly and ramya return in a minute
1: Two more minutes you can spend with us as we wrap up the show here of course getting to some teasers for tomorrow's show a reminder to check out our podcast kelly and ramia to stay tuned in and mark it in your calendars for december 29th because we have our prime time special airing at 8 p.m eastern time on ami tv also available on ami plus on youtube and on pod so uh yeah lots to keep reminding you of and keep you posted out because we're not really going anywhere through the holidays even without the live show there's lots to still look forward to on tomorrow's show we've got the hilarious skit that fern and josh have put together this year without jazz she wasn't available but i'm really looking forward to The reactions of people who haven't heard it yet because it's so good. We also have a showcase full of, you know, everything and anything our contributors want to share with you. That is reads and memories and food conversations and recipes and poetry. There's always lots going on there. And we have our quiz with Grant Hardy. We got our year-end kind of conversations with you where we want to say top things of 2023 in all these different ways. So looking forward Mm -hmm. to all of that. It is live tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv, so join us then. Kels, 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv, we have The Morning Show, which is called Now with Dave Brown. What's up on their Friday docket?
2: Well, they have the Friday news panel. Michelle McQuigg will be there and Joey Gouta from The Pulse. Uh, They'll be joining Dave to talk about the reflections from 2023, focusing on Canadian politics and the economy. To make sure that this panel ends on a positive note, good for you guys, man. We want to make sure we do that on our last Friday shows. Dave will ask each of the panel members to name something positive from 2023 that is making them feel good heading into 2024. Really cool. Brock Richardson, he'll arrive with the latest in sports. One, Laura Bain will be there with the entertainment report on their Friday show. So main staples, lots of fun, lots of feel. For the last show of hmm. 2023, now with Dave Brown.
1: Exactly. Reliable as always, now with Dave Brown, for sure. 9 a.m. Eastern on AMI TV. Okay, so there's a version of this kind of thing going around in any and all of your feeds, which is some of the weirdest gifts that people have received for Christmas over the years. I found this on vice.com and it was super hilarious. I had to pick because we don't have time for any more. I look forward to these every year. I know, they're so funny, and people's writing just always kills me. So this one's from Andrew. Andrew's 22 years old when he wrote this uh, last year. So when my girlfriend's aunt reached out to ask what I wanted for Christmas last year, I told her I wanted anything, I loved anything Reese's. (laughs) <laughs> like Reese's <and> chocolate, <laughs> thinking that Love she it. would just get some candy for me. I was totally wrong. She started shopping for anything Reese's related and even got her friends onto it. They picked up all the special Reese's st- stuff they saw in stores. She gave me candy bars, cereal, socks, a t-shirt, travel mugs calendars and ice cream you name it no Reese's Reese's, Monkey?
8: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you name it if uh, she found it then it was in the box there was at least 50 nice. items 50 items and to this day I have candy left over that I was not able to give away to friends or family so oh gosh well hold it
2: mm. look here. Look here, Rummy and I are waiting. Send it over.
1: I know, exactly. Give him the oh, AMI address, will right. you? Um, and yeah. then the second one, which I find even more quirky, unreal. Katie wrote, My aunt knows I love Taylor Swift. Last Christmas, she got me a prayer candle with a picture of Taylor in an astronaut suit. I was honestly confused at first because Uh I'm not at all religious and didn't understand exactly what the heck this prayer candle was for. But in the end, I thought it was just really weird and funny. I think she got it from a dollar store, and I am pretty weird, so I embraced the randomness of it. Way to get on board. Um,
2: Until you find out what it's really worth and you sell it.
1: I am not. I would not keep that in my house. It sounds so strange there's certain things, like one time somebody gifted me the head and t- like half torso of just like a random doll, but it was like a real size, you know? Like a size of a real head with the upper like a torso. Real,
2: like a real bust.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what wow. it is. I was thinking of the word. And it was just generic, it was weird. It was like the top half of so, a So was
2: it somebody like a, mannequin. a, 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 like a Greek god or anything, Or
1: just Not some? Nothing, no.
2: Oh, I was like, wow. this is
1: so strange. I. I can't keep this in my house. I don't know what to do with this. Anyways, was And you would
2: be like that with this uh, interesting candle that no. might be worth something later no, on you. by a collector online, oh, right? I'm a
1: dollar star? I don't think so.
2: Oh, I do. Those things all wind up and just like, <laughs> wow.
1: Like I said, if you're ready for the Christmas chaos, this is the theme of Fern Lullum's UK, um, what do you call it? Uh, skit that she's good. pointed out for us. Yeah, she's put together for us tomorrow. All, by the way, every year they put together something so brilliant, production is so good, it's hilarious, and it never fails, so this is a, one of those examples. It's about the Christmas chaos, that's all the teas I'm gonna give you, and so tune in okay. tomorrow for that okay. with her and Josh.
2: Yeah, we have also a showcase segment. Beth is going to host that tomorrow. Oh, yeah, We're going to get to some poems, stories, and messages by various uh, Kelly and Ramya uh, contributors throughout it. We love it. Look forward to this part of the show mm-hmm. so much tomorrow.
1: Are you going to be wearing something festive tomorrow?
2: Um, Yeah. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> colors, at least. Festive fleece. I'll, I'll wear some of the seasonal colors.
1: Festive fleece, maybe. All right, tune in with us. Join no, us tomorrow at like 2 a, p.m. Eastern for Kelly and It's like
2: a bad sweater, forget it.
1: recently was gifted. The most adorable thing for the winter. I'm a big fan of hoodies, you already know. And this gift is kind of like an extended, upgraded hoodie. Um, I get really, really cold. If you can relate, then you already know. You don't necessarily want to walk around the house with your giant socks on and a hoodie and full layered clothing, but... There is something else now. It's called the Comfy. And I think it's close to the Snuggie or whatever that other brand was. Um, And the Comfy is basically a gigantic hoodie that you can wear. It's super fluffy. It's also reversible. So the outside feels nice and the inside's all cozy. And it's very, very, very large. So you can kind of lay down and it feels like you got a blanket all over you. And the hood is also super soft. So it's like a pillow. And it's so big that you can... At least I can wrap my legs in and have the comfy go over my knees. So it actually completely covers me. It's so cozy. I love wearing it around the house. I've actually worn it out to take my dog. So the world has seen me, I guess, maybe. And I would recommend it for yourself, for a friend, for a family member. And I'm really glad that it was gifted.
9: I'm Margaret Shepherd of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air.